0: It's time for JT
1: the Brick. I am specifically calling out some of the loud voices in the Raider Nation. We are now, as Dave Ziegler laughs, big boy radio. What what are we talking about? Look, the elephant in the room is, you're great fans in the Raider Nation. There's no one walking through that door. It's Jimmy G. Get behind him. Jimmy G does get banged up a lot. I don't like reminding you that Jimmy G gets hurt. You remind me of that too much.
2: Some people like to vocalize it and put it out there. Some people like to keep it in and just let their play do the talk.
1: Jimmy G this... Jimmy G is going to be that. No, Jimmy G's healthy. JT the brick. So let me repeat that again. What is it going to take for you to buy into Jimmy G? There's not a game on the schedule where Jimmy Garoppolo with this offense doesn't give you the opportunity to win every bleeping game. That's kind of how we've always been. I ain't changing. Did I miss anything? Are you with me on that? And now, here's JT the brick. We call that the Jimmy G Open. We break that out when we need Jimmy G. To show up. JT, back with you live from the Shriners Children's Open at TPC Las Vegas, TPC Summerlin. Uh, We're on the driving range, so you hear a little bit of wind. Mateo's doing an unbelievable job. Our engineer, Mateo, is moving around this tent that we have to try to knock the wind down. And I sent out a couple of tweets at JT the brick on Twitter and on Instagram, JT, the brick hits some of my YouTube, uh, YouTube video from last night as Johnny Katz is going to come up here in a little bit. We're going to talk to him as we're waiting on a guest. Johnny Katz will join us momentarily. I went to U2 last night. I can do a two hour podcast on it. My best friend, best man at my wedding, another great friend of mine, my wife and I went to U2. We got general admission tickets, which almost cost a full year of college for one of my sons. I mean, I'm not joking. It was one of the most expensive tickets I ever paid, but it was the only way to get in. And we had my best man in town, and I don't get a chance to see him often, so we went. And it lived up to all the hype. It was incredible. It was incredible to see something that beautiful, uh, to play out that nice. The sound quality was off the charts, so I'll tell you a little bit more about that. Coming up here with Johnny Katz joining us. We'd love to get your opinion on what the Raiders need to do to win this game. I'm not super worried. I don't use that term worried a lot. I'm concerned a little bit because I'm concerned just for the fact that I think that New England's going to be playing very desperately. They're going to play very desperately, and if they play very desperately, that could be tough. And I think Mac Jones is due to have a good game. Just like I've been saying, I believe Jimmy Garoppolo is due to have a very big game. One of these guys are going to outplay the other. And we can't allow that to happen. If Justin Herbert outplays Jimmy G, I can live with it. If we see someone that if Patrick Mahomes outplays Jimmy G, I guess I can live with it. I can't live with Jordan Love or a player like Russell Wilson now who didn't outplay Jimmy G or Mac Jones to play at this level. I just have to have Jimmy G play much better than he has played. So a lot of Raider fans are asking, why isn't Jimmy G playing well? What's the problem? Is it his footwork? He looks like he has happy feet. Jimmy G's not associated with Happy Feed. No, I think it's the offensive line. Not blaming anybody, but I think it's the offensive line. Johnny Katz joins us. John katz from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Uh, Johnny Katz, I went to you two last night, and it changed my life because we're both pro-Vegas. It was such an, a brilliant experience inside that venue with Bono, the Edge, the sound of the concert, and then the video, as you know, from being there. I just want to share mm-hmm. some time with you and talk about how – uh, the Sphere pulled it off. It was magnificent.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It's great to be with you again, JT. Yeah, I went I went on an opening night last week and uh, last Friday. And, uh, yeah, I, I will tell you the takeaway that I've, that I've really, you know, landed on from that experience from the U2 show was I was watching uh, this great band, a great band for all time. But I was, especially early in that show, was very um, – captivated by the video and audio technology that was produced so much so that I was looking around that venue, making sure I didn't miss anything, you know, and looking around and and absorbing all that technology. And it wasn't until about the third or fourth song, uh, I think it was even better than the real thing. I really started to focus on the music coming from the stage. And that's a very unusual thing for me. You know, usually uh, you're, you're watching the band First, the act first, and then, you know, observing the technology, you know, secondarily kind of. It was incredible, though, what what they were able to achieve. What the the creative people behind that technology and and the band itself was able to achieve is is nothing short of astonishing to me, really.
1: Yeah, Johnny Katz joins us from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. What blew me away was the brilliance of the sound. So I'm a sound guy, but then I knew I was going to get overwhelmed with the videos and how breathtaking that would be. But at one point in the show, Bono grabs the mic and he whispers. And he says, can everybody hear me up top? And the 400 section is very Mm -hmm. steep. And everybody on the back row of the 400 stood up when he whispered. And then everybody, I was GA on the floor not too far from him, and it sounded amazing. Mm. And a lot of times, you know, the opening of an arena or a stadium, they don't have the front of the house dialed in with the back of the house, the floor with the 400 section. This was perfection. I've been to hundreds upon hundreds of concerts all over the world. I've never experienced anything like what I experienced at the Sphere last night. It was so beautiful, breathtaking. It was it was like a Santana-type experience that I've had. And Bono was fit in shape. I want to talk about how good Bono looks and how good he sounds at his age. You can tell he put everything into the show.
0: Yeah, they're hard-focused on this. Yeah, the, the band is in condition. They're very well rehearsed for this. You know, the show was made for this venue, and getting to the sound, you know, that place is played in a, in a. as you know, with sound. is This is not an ideal uh, piece of architecture for sound quality. A giant globe is extremely hard to control mm-hmm. the sound coming through there. And we had that same thing where he was whispering, and it felt like he was approaching you, walking toward you when he was doing that. So, you know, I've been saying about the sphere, you know, it's a lot. Everything about the sphere is a big thing. It's a lot to get there. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of entertainment. <laughs> this is not for the meek whatsoever. This is a full scale, uh, full multi-sensory, uh, experience in every which way. And, uh, it's here. You know, you're right. I'm, I'm a Las Vegas guy and they decided, James Dolan decided this was the place to, to make it happen, you know, and uh, and Vegas accepted it, and, and there are going to be more. There are going to be other spheres. Yeah, yep. uh, Johnny Katz time.
1: joins us. Let's talk about getting in, because we, we were going in through the GA, the front. We came in on the back side of the property, so we came in on Paradise, and we were told to come in on Paradise. I know a lot of people are coming through the Venetian and the pop-up store mm-hmm. and all that. We had a good friend say, trust me, come in on the back side. So we locked, walked along Paradise on the back of the golf course and came in. You know, it's a brand-new venue, so it took some time to get in there. But, Johnny, when I got in, they put the wristband on me for the floor. The security was so tight but very polite. You couldn't get – if you wanted to get a buddy from the third deck down to the floor or go get I, – I thought, I, like, I couldn't move. My wife and I, as you know, we went right up to the stage. We didn't want to be the first person on the stage. We walked back about 10 yards. And everybody seemed to be from Europe. Everyone around us was introducing themselves. (laughs) There were no locals. I usually bump Uh into people. And it was great because it was a general admission with no pushing and shoving and no fighting and no one saying, hey, I was there first. I will never go back to that place. Let me take that back. I won't say never. Every time I go back to the sphere, I'm doing GA. I'm doing the floor. It was so intimate. And I got Mm -hmm. to see all the videos behind them and over my head. I love being on the floor. (laughs) You know, the floor takes, you know, that's an
0: interesting point because I'm not really a GA guy at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not in there to do my, you know, try and post up while I'm, oh, <laughs> post a, up, car Malone. post up. You know, you know up, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you use your basketball moves in these situations. You give, you know, you throw the elbow in every once in a while. Um, but in this place, it's not exactly like, it's not exactly like a festival crowd, you know, that we're used to in, in a lot of ways in this city. So that's, and it does take something out of play that's been a, A point of contention inside the sphere and and generally around around venues in Las Vegas is when to stand and how you know when it's proper to stand and get up and and dance and not you know GA takes it out of play everybody's standing and uh, that's I think uh, you know. consideration Now too, because we've had a lot of people complaining about, and in one show especially, I think it was the second night of U two, we're up in the um, up in the th- the four hundred section, I think it was, where yeah. people were being told they couldn't stand, which was a, a misinterpretation of the of the of the protocols in the venue by security. So they're telling people they can't stand at all at a U two show, and you can imagine how that went over. And um, so there's a you know, I think I think GA if, if everybody just you know behaves themselves is great. Um, I think uh, Seated, if everybody behaves themselves, is great as well, but that that outlines a a larger concern with these venues. All
1: right, as we wrap this up, I I can't stop talking about the Sphere. I'm so in love with that venue. I can't wait for the future to go back there again. What else is happening in Vegas this weekend? In Vegas this weekend, we have about, I don't know how many events. NASCAR's the biggest. There's over 200,000 people there. Everyone's in town for you, too. All these – the Knights have two home games. The Raiders have back-to-back home games. And all the venues that are Mm -hmm. filling up. Tell me about some of the entertainment that people can catch as they're in Uh, town this weekend.
0: Well, you've touched a lot of it. You know, we've got Adele coming back uh, into the uh, weekends with Adele series. Keep your eye on that one because I think that Adele's going to be here longer than just her dates that are on the books now. Um, You know, and I still, you know, I go to the sphere, but I do it all. You know, I'm I'm interested, frankly, I think I'm going to go out to see um, the Beach Boys, of all things, at Sunset Mm. Station on Sunday night, because they've got, a member of their band is John Wiedemeyer, who's a great guitarist here in town. Local musicians know this man. He is incredible. And the Beach Boys enlisted him earlier this year to be in their band. So he's playing Vegas for the first time since that happened. So that's kind of what, I, and Bronx Wanderers tonight, my buddies Bronx Wanderers are playing, uh, are playing over at the, uh, South Point Showroom, my, my man Michael Gons' place. So I'm doing, I'm doing some kind of local, you know, closer to home kind of things this weekend. Um, you know, those are the two big things that I'm, I'm planning okay. on outside of the, and I'll be at the Raider game on Sunday. Good. So I'll see you at, so at the we'll torch with our account. That. Yeah, okay. that's right. I will be there.
1: Thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate you. Thank you. All
0: right. Take care, brother.
1: That's Johnny Katz, the media man here in town. I just wanted to talk to him about being at the Sphere last night. I have so much to say. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm actually going to get in touch with them to see if I can do something on a podcast level with them for the experience that I had last night. It was breathtaking. Mel Bauer, kind enough to join us again, the Chief Marketing and Communications Officer of Shriners. Mel, good to see you. Thanks for having us. Thanks
3: for having us. This is
1: fantastic. We love this location here out on the driving range let's get into this year's event how important it is we know the charity aspect of this, which we'll get to in a second. But I like the new footprint and everything that's happening over there from the hill, the spot, and everything we have lined up at this spot.
3: Everything we've done is to really celebrate the beauty of this course. I, I think this. most people are saying, you know, the course is, looks better than it has in, in years, yeah. and years and years. There's a lot of hard work that went into that, and it just looks gorgeous. And the new hospitality areas really show that off and just create a, a tremendous fan experience for people to en- enjoy what is picture-perfect fall weather. Um, in an absolutely beautiful setting you
1: nailed it the course is so beautiful i live here in Summerlin, about two three miles away and a lot of people don't see it from the road and then they turn in and i parked over at the library and was able to come in and i know you got shuttles moving people in and out from all around town but once you get in I think people realize how surreal this setting is for such high-level golf, and then all the great vantage points to follow the golfers and get out on your own, way deep out on the course. It,
3: it's just a gorgeous course. It yeah. really celebrates the landscapes of the West, mm. and it's just so different and unique than a lot of the other courses that are on the tour. So it's really just such a
1: unique fan experience that you can't get it a lot a lot of other places. What does the BGA like about this event? They continue to come back. You continue to grow the purse. Uh, Shriner's, everything that happens with the check going back to them, the ambassadors that we talked to, I would imagine that on the back end of a season, the PGA Tour loves this event.
3: Well, you know, Vegas is is the new sports town, right? I right. mean, that's no secret. And and as that has really grown in popularity, we're proud that we were sort of here first, yeah. you know, before a lot of the new uh, resurgence of sports in, in the market. And so it's, it's just a perfect compliment because the, the sports tastes in, in Vegas are quite diverse. And so it just gives us... You know another another place to to celebrate all that Vegas has to offer, and you know the incredible game of PGA Tour golf.
1: Absolutely, Mel Bauer is our guest. So tell us more about Shriners for our listeners who might not be familiar of the size of what happens here and the amount of people that you help.
3: Yes, yeah, Shriners Children's has been around for over a hundred years. We've helped over one point five million children. We've done all of that regardless of their family's ability to pay or insurance status, which is pretty unique in today's yeah. world. Uh, we treat specialty health care conditions, things that um, are not easily treated. Other places and so when families come to us a lot of times they've they've sort of run out of options and we're so excited and proud to to show them new options and to give them choices they never knew they had and and to not have to to strain their family economy to get the very best care for their kids
1: that's really important because the monumental size of some of these surgeries are amazing when i've talked to these ambassadors over the years and the kids and the amount of money that it takes, not only for the surgery, but to house the families and to bring them in and just to get through the overall process there. And Shriners just picks it all up and makes sure everybody's comfortable and feels good. And then you follow up with everyone.
3: Yeah, we pride ourselves on offering something called wraparound care. Mm -hmm. And that includes mom and dad and brother and sister. and It it just extends into so many different areas of the kid's life. It's not transactional. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to the doctor sometimes and you're sick and they give you a prescription and that's it. This is about helping our kids live their best life. If if a kid's had a burn injury, You know, we'll go to the school before they go back to school and, and talk to their friends about
1: wow. what you
3: can say and how to interact with them and just incredible experiences. Even the social
1: environment. Absolutely because I it, didn't know that. It doesn't
3: really serve the child well to have improved their life from a health standpoint if they don't feel good to go back to school or to go back to their friends or play sports again. So we care about the whole child. We care about the whole family.
1: How can people get involved? Because we see the, uh, the gentleman walking around with the hats on and we see everybody <laughs> else involved. I see all these volunteers with pins on them. I would like my wife to become a volunteer here sure. and friends in our community. How do we do that?
3: ShrinersChildrensOpen.com. Okay. You can apply to be a volunteer. We're always looking for more people to be involved, um, information on the tournament and how to get more involved in that aspect, as well as you know, links to the, the ShrinersChildrens.org webpage, which tells you know talks all about the healthcare system.
1: Let's wrap it up with some of the activations you have here over the weekend. This is Thursday. This is my favorite day to be here, and I come Saturday too. But on Thursday, when I wrap up the show here, I get out and walk. For about an hour or two, I grab a couple of cold beers, and I hang out with my buddies, and we really like to dive into some different holes where we don't see a lot of people getting out to. And then there's music, and there's more and more entertainment. And then, again, the activation that you have on the hill and everything else that's new. Tell us about it. Yeah, I
3: mean, it starts at hole one. You know, hole one has a new observation deck for those that want to see all the the different pros tee off. And and that's been wildly popular today. Every time I've walked by, it's been almost completely full. You know that leads you up to the hill. Club 360 is is really the highlight. I mean, you you've just got to see what it looks like from the second floor. You can see all the way to the strip. You can see everything in Summerlin. It's it's just incredible. And so we've got hospitality additions like that throughout the course.
1: Thank you, Mel. Appreciate you coming by. Thank you. We all appreciate you very Thank much. You so Thank much. you. We appreciate it. That's Mel Bauer, Chief Marketing and Communications Officer right here at Shriners, and he does an amazing job. And everyone here does a great job accommodating us, giving us this great setup, and we appreciate coming out here year after year and i want to go out and see some good golf today along with everything that we have going on this weekend from the golden knights in town the raiders are in town in nascar as we're at the speedway i'm popping over there as i always do jeff motley and the crew do such a great job want to thank our proud partner pts the official partner of the vegas golden knights they fuel our monologue and pts i thought it was pretty random they set up their beer truck Right in front of us, Mateo. So, right here, we got the beautiful beard truck of PTs and a couple of their executives coming down to see us here by the end of the show. All right, I got about 40 minutes to go. I want to take a breather here, and then I want to go balls out. Old JT the Brick balls out. Big boy radio raiders over the Patriots. I want to hear anti Patriot stories. I want to hear about your great moments. From Sugar Bear Hamilton to Ken Stabler, going back to the last game at Allegiant Stadium. I want to get a little Raider pep rally going here on a golf course. Let's hear from you. 702-365-9200. Let's awake the Raider Nation. Get back to 3-3 three and three and keep rolling. Adams, Myers to the left, Guapolo
2: under center, it's a first down run to Jacobs, gets to the outside, put in the ground at the 30, 35-40, Jacobs 45, and he's tracked down from behind at the 48-yard line. Jair Alexander made the tackle, but a 23-yard pickup, he stuck that right
1: foot in the ground and cut it upfield. Turn it up, I went to U2 last night, it sounded like this, I mean it was just incredible, Bono at his best. If you haven't been to the Sphere yet, uh, I would highly recommend it. It blew me away. One of the great nights of my life on a Wednesday night. I had to interview the coach this morning, man, so I was on my best behavior, man. I didn't have my bucket of Modellos on the the floor at the Sphere, but I had a great time last night. JT, live from the Shriners Children's Open. Uh, Come on out here. They got you all taken care of. It's going to be an amazing weekend of golf here and so much going on. The weather is perfect. Fall weather here. Feels warm. We're on the driving range having a good time here. More into Raider reaction coming off the win against the Green Bay Packers and not to have a letdown. They can't possibly have a letdown. They're not playing well. You can't have a letdown unless you're scoring 30, 40 points. You're bludgeoning teams. You're celebrating in the end zone. And then you've got to have a letdown because you're out drinking and partying because you think you're so good. There's no letdown here. The team can barely get to 18 points a game. Their best football is in front of them. I hope their best offensive football has to be in front of them. What do you believe? Will be the reason why the Raiders wake up against the New England Patriots, or do you believe, like, like I do, that it's going to be a dogfight tonight? It'll be the Broncos and the Chiefs. Chiefs will win and go to five and one. Five and one, uh, they will easily win the AFC West. Easily, everyone else is fighting for a wild card. We knew that before the season started. Uh, I'd like to see the Broncos get embar- I'd like to see the Broncos win tonight. Give me a break. Beat the Chiefs would be great, but I don't think the Broncos are capable of doing that. Jorge in san jose thanks for waiting go ahead thanks for being patient
4: hey jp thanks thanks so much you know mm-hmm. just want to first start off and say uh as a therapist here in california just happy to, to hear the segment with uh mm-hmm. your interview there you know uh just glad about the wraparound services just want to give a shout out to that and shout out Thank to you, you for still going uh, to the general admission in the front you know i feel like it's, it's become a little bit overrated with so many young people just wanting to go to the very front of the concerts but uh, I'm all about it. I'm all about living your best life, so uh, good for you. But, you know, now on to the Raiders and the Patriots. You know, you talked about how there needed to be just who was going to impact the game. And I think there's two people in particular. On the offensive side, I agree with the previous caller and just your theme throughout the show of, of Jimmy G having a game. You know, like uh, I was thinking back, you know, I've been a Raider fan for, you know, I'm 31 years old. And so... In 2002, when, when the Patriots came to Oakland in November and played and you know Rich Gannon ran in for a touchdown, I think Jimmy G's got to run in for a touchdown. I think he's got to spread the ball also. And on the defensive side, I think this has to be a Marcus Peters game. I think he's just been, uh, you know, somehow, some way, the football has just been, you know, evading his hands. He's made plays, but I want to keep this interception streak going. Mm -hmm. making it three games in a row with an interception, this one being a Marcus Peters one. I'm not going to go out and say a pick six, although I know he's capable of that, but if he can get an interception and keep the momentum, you know, I'd like to say more about our offense. Uh, I'm also concerned that they can't stay on the field that long, but Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be optimistic, and uh, I hope that those two keys to the game get us the W. Thanks Excellent phone
1: call. You're a really good caller. That guy is developing into a very good caller on the show. I didn't remember him in the beginning. Every time he puts a phone call together, it's well-versed. It's thought out. It's got a beginning, middle, and end. Appreciate the phone call there as we're live from TPC Summerlin. I'm worried about Marcus Peters. I think he gives too much of a cushion. What the hell is Marcus Peters playing 12 yards off the ball? He's Marcus Peters. Now, if you need to get him some safety help, then let me know, and we'll get him some safety help over the top. Uh, Ja'Korian Bennett didn't play the last game. We saw Amik Robertson play well. I think that he should start now, and I want to see Ja'Korian Bennett stay. But Amik has proven that he deserves more reps, more snaps. So what you do is you take Ja'Korian out, you know, 10 plays, and you give it to Amik. That's it. Amik Robertson deserves to play more coming into this game after saving the game for his coach, his GM, the franchise, everybody. I'd give him a couple more snaps. Tyree Wilson, he needs to fight for more snaps, or he's going to lose more snaps to Malcolm Koontz. Bilal Nichols, the middle of the defensive line, hasn't impressed me at all. I mean, I'm not diving into the tape on that, but other insiders do, so we interview him. And then the linebacker play has been pretty good. You know, Divine Diablo, I just love his skill set, his body, his speed, his muscle mass. And Robert Spillane's coming up a really big game. Maybe this game gets Robert Spillane going for just to give him more confidence with the Raiders, not where he came from, from the Steelers. He becomes a Raider now with two interceptions as a game as a linebacker, and he starts feeling really good about it. 702-365-9200. I'm broadcasting from a golf tournament. You don't have to be a Raider fan at a golf tournament. Call in and tweet about the Raiders and how the Raiders win this game. How about the Dodgers getting eliminated? What the hell was that? The Dodgers got eliminated by the Diamondbacks? The Dodgers, a gentleman here shaking his head, Uh, one of our listeners and great volunteers here. How do you you let that happen? So here's what I would do immediately. I want to see all of us keep our jobs, especially me. I still got college. Everybody keep their job. Dave Roberts must be fired by the afternoon before the sun sets in Los Angeles. How the hell do you bring the Dodgers back with that payroll and Dave Roberts not winning a playoff game? That is one of the biggest disappointments I've seen in modern baseball history. They throw Kershaw out for game one. He gets rattled and only gets one out after giving up six runs. They lose game two, and they're dead on arrival. So the Dodgers, a disappointment, and then Bryce Harper, because we know we've got a lot of listeners around the Valley who know Bryce Harper from the time he played in Little League. And does he know how to beat the Atlanta Braves? Did you see what he was doing after the home run, staring down the Braves and their center fielder? What a great moment for Bryce Harper, who already has a nice legacy. I thought when he came into the league after being on the cover of Sports Illustrated at the age of 16 years old, cover of Sports Illustrated, that he could be the next Mickey Mantle. Not a Mickey Mantle type, let me clarify. I'm talking the exact Mickey Mantle. Home runs, power, and all of that. Well, due to a lot of injuries for Bryce Harper, he wasn't that guy. But his legacy is turning in to be a really good postseason player. The type of postseason player that I like to see a lot. A guy who plays his best baseball in the postseason. Told you we had a little Devontae Adams sound that I want to get to now. And we'll begin with Devontae. And at this point, I think Devontae's speaking with a purpose. I truly mean that. I think every time Devontae opens his mouth... He's doing it for a reason, to send a message to the media, his teammates, and try to get everybody's attention here. I love it. It makes for great content. And he talked earlier this week about the Patriots' record not being good. Don't be surprised if they show up.
5: I haven't had a chance to really look at him as much as what, obviously, I will throughout the week. But, um, I mean, it's just one of those games where you can't be fooled into thinking that it's not a, a solid team because of the record. And... You got to keep in mind the the history of the the organization and who's coaching over there, and um, you know they do have a lot of players that can make plays. So it's just one of those games that you got to kind of dive into the tape and make sure you know who you're playing against. That way you don't get fooled thinking that you know based off of the one and four record that it's going to be a you know an easy game. And just based off the way we've been playing, we need to focus more on what we got going on, um, you know, versus what everybody else is doing and when and that type of stuff. Uh, And I feel like that'll help us. Um, be consistent more more consistently
1: yeah i like what Devonte says he never takes shots at his teammates at times he's a little bit vague as i said with a message vague with a message i think to try to get people to listen to what he's saying here to try to motivate them. the game plan is interesting because i believe he needs to get more touches the offense has to wake up Devonte talked about it
5: um i mean they they play well together um they uh, they' they're coach well so obviously they have a good scheme do do a pretty good job I haven't really had a game against the Patriots um, yet that where I feel like I had you know a game that I was hoping to have so you know they obviously understand who's meant to do what and uh, you know who's who in the zoo as we say around here so at the end of the day you got to find ways to still make it happen and, and not use it as an excuse to not um, you know having certain guys be able to produce regardless so you just gotta got to get a plan together and execute it
1: yeah, that's a very interesting game plan for me, that Devontae, who's going to the Hall of Fame with a gold jacket, just says he doesn't doesn't had the games he wanted to against the Patriots. I like that. It sounds like he's at a point where he wants to step up and play better against this particular opponent. I like that type of party. Give me more of that from Devontae Adams. Uh, Devontae also talked about the way they're winning games. They have to be more convincing.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, we, we obviously want to try to bundle up that feeling as much as possible, but my – what I said more was about, you know, not even making it as close as what it was. Because a game like that, we need to, we need to, we need to have some type of convincing victories. That that way we can really hold on to that feeling, not the feeling of just squeezing out. Obviously, defense did a great job coming through in the clutch at the end of the game, but we didn't do much to help them out there, and we haven't been this year. So that's that's more what I'm focused on, rather than just squeezing victories by and being happy at that. I feel like there's more to take from. Um, you know, a game than just the win or loss, you know, depending on, you can be on either side. Obviously, you'd rather win regardless, but you can have, you can win a game and look and we've done that too many times. So we got to start changing the way it looks.
1: Yeah, I like that about Devontae. Devante is speaking with a purpose. Our friend Patrick Lindsay, kind enough to join us, the tournament director here at the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open. Good to see you again, Patrick. Thanks uh, for making time. Thanks for being here. You guys got a nice spot
2: on the driving range
1: here. Yeah, it's different for us because we've been at a bunch of lo- locations all the years we've been here, but this is nice to see everybody hitting balls. As you know, uh, being a golf fanatic and, and doing what you do here for this tournament, I like when the guys go back to the range after they play. Yeah. Well, that's, when, that's when you know those going well, yeah. yeah
2: Means they're grinding. Means they're working on something, probably. But it's nice to nice to sit here and just kind of. Well, for for me, I've been running around and sit here and watch some golf swings. Yeah, tell us about the condition of the course and what the players are saying. Oh, they're saying it's in the best condition it's ever been, and we were kind of expecting that because last year. Um, you know the the, the tournament started um, day one on on Monday, and it was um, it was on brand new fairways and brand new greens. But they're probably still just a little thin as they're still kind of growing in. And we knew going into this year, a full season of growth, that it was going to be
1: incredible. And that's basically what we've what we've been told. It's the best condition that it's ever been in. How so. does the BGA monitor that and stay up to date with the course ahead of the event? How does that work? I think our <laughs> listeners would be interested. Yeah, you know. This property itself is, you know, around
2: 30 years old mm-hmm. and the fairways and greens had, had really never been redone. Um, and that's kind of what the lifespan of, from what I'm understanding, I'm not a, I'm not a greens guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, I, what I'm understanding is that anywhere from a 25 to 30 year kind of lifestyle of kind of the fairways and the greens if, if you're maintaining them properly. So they got a really nice lifestyle mm-hmm. out of it. Um, and uh, it was just time to get, get the new stuff done. And, you know, the TPC, TPC Summerlin did a great job. They had tested a fairway over the course of a couple years to test different types of grass and chose one and um and went with it so it grew, grew in really well over the last year and a half Looks and it's awesome
1: patrick lindsey's our guest tell us about the field <clears throat> the ryder cup coming off the ryder cup the television partnership here the money that's at stake, and as we talked about on my show a couple of weeks ago, the exemptions, and the ability to come in here and try to win and gain more points.
2: Yep. We just probably had the biggest uh, crowd on the first tee than I've seen in my nine years because Lexi Thompson just teed off, uh, and she just parred, parred the first hole. Outstanding. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Oh. Uh, kind of gave me chills to see. You know, we we went out on a limb to to give Lexi this spot because we we knew that there was going to be, you know, some some really great media that would come out of it, and obviously, you know, some not so great as well. And we've had a little bit oh. a little bit of both. Um, but Lexi has just been absolutely incredible this week. We've had incredible national media um, uh, eyes on Shriners Children's, which was really what it was all about. Yeah. But you know equally as great is that we've now have exposed Lexi to what Shriners is we've had patient experiences set up for her but then she's also to be able to tell her story and her inspirational stories back to our kids as well so it's you know it's kind of gone hand in hand but outside of Lexi again we're excited for her but um, Nikolai Holgard and Ludwig Aberg From the Ryder Cup, um, which you would be crazy not to, uh, you know, maybe look at those numbers at the sports books to see see what they have. Uh, Taylor Montgomery, Justin, uh, Harry Hall, some locals as well that are playing. Um, everyone should be looking at those numbers a lot. But
1: I, I love what you said, not to interrupt about Lexi yeah. and the ability to. Have an exemption and let something happen like that for the charity, for the Shriners. If you can have more experiences and more eyeballs on the event, and then the patient on patient experience, I don't think there'd be any pushback from that. I know it keeps a golfer out that maybe thinks they deserve to get in, but that's been happening from the beginning of golf, and I think that's more and more important because I'm here for the golf, but I'm here more more importantly for Shriners.
2: Yeah. And, you know, when we look at our sponsors exemptions, you know, we there's certain goals that you have depending on the year. But this year, you know, we really wanted to use those sponsors, sponsor exemptions, especially with with Lexi to see what's the best way for us to get as many eyes on Shriners as possible. Yeah. Right. Shriners is the title sponsor of this event for one reason, primarily 90 percent the reason anyway. And that is because of the broadcast and media rights that come along with it. We want as many eyes on that broadcast. Broadcast focusing on Shriners and learning what Shriners does, learning about the kids, and there was just an incredible opportunity to bring to bring Lexi on because we knew we would get national media and additional eyes on the broadcast to learn about Shriners.
1: Yeah, as we wrap this up, I went to U two last night. I've been bloviating about that all day. I had such a great time <laughs> working for the Raiders. We got a Raider game yep. Sunday. We had one last Sunday. The Golden Knights unfurled their banner. NASCAR has two hundred thousand people over at the track. And you might have the best event here, I mean, heading into the weekend. I have to say that on Raider Nation Radio, heading into the weekend. Because, Patrick, it's so easy to get here and get in and get out and have this interactive experience, not only with the golfers, up the fans and all these great locations just to relax. I mean, I think more and more people in society need to relax and have a good time when they get off of work at the end of the day. How late can you get here? When do you close? How early can the fans get there and still get tickets?
2: Yeah. Tickets are definitely still for sale. And just a reminder, kids under 18 are free. Yeah. And the, you know the, the cheapest ticket we got is 32 bucks, So very affordable for a family to come in. And then we also have family experiences in our family fairway. Uh, but the gates open early because that first tee Top Times at six forty-five in the morning, pretty much no matter what, through the weekend. Um, so gates open at six a.m. and play will go until five or six o'clock at night. So you've got a full day of you know constant entertainment to come out and enjoy with great got great new venues in club 360 and the spot but a ton of open to the public areas to go to including new bleachers on the first and 10th tee um 15 green has an open to the public 16 green open to the public as well um so just a, a really great fan activation area so we want all the families to come out we want um just the whole community uh especially the summerland community to come out and support us this week
1: thanks for having us thank you appreciate patrick Lindsay joining us we come here because of him he believes in the radio the exposure of the media and for everybody else to see it when we come back we'll wrap it up i'll give you the keys to the raider victory over the patriots coming up on sunday how important this game is and something i see in the schedule down the road we're all talking about the next four games i want to look behind that and tell you what i think about the back end of this schedule that could be the difference for the silver and black live from the shriners children's open guy, Bruce Cusick, he gets a ring. They, everybody get a ring, man. You're involved with the Vegas Golden Knights, man. Do you see those rings? And then everybody says, fade the opener, fade the opener, the ring ceremony. They're going to lose the ring ceremony. No, they're not. This is an elite hockey club, an elite team. They are the world champs of the Stanley Cup champions, and they're out of the gate. So if you get an ch- opportunity to go see a game coming up here, Am I am I calling for the repeat? No one asked me. But I've been calling for that Stanley Cup for a while, and we got it. So I hope they get it done. You have the Broncos and the Chiefs tonight, Kansas City, minus 10.5 as we look at the schedule coming up here the rest of the way. I want to see the body language in this game for Sean Payton and Russell. Sean Payton really went after, I thought, Russell Wilson on the sideline in the last game, which he needed to do. I wonder if Sean Payton's going to try to build them up. Because Russell Wilson is a fragile, fragile adult male. You have to build his mind up. He just doesn't look right in a Denver Bronco uniform. The Broncos would love to get out of that deal. And I bet you that Russell Wilson would love to get out of Denver now. He doesn't love Denver. He didn't dream of growing up in Denver. He doesn't care about the Rocky Mountains and and the Coors Mountains. (laughs) He doesn't care about any of that. He thought it would be good for his brand and his wife, Sierra, and going there. It's a disaster. They both want out. The problem is his dead cap hit, and what it would take for him to leave is just too much. So I don't think that's going to happen, and they're going to have to fix him. Ravens-Titans is always a great game. Ravens are three and two. Uh, that's the NFL Network game. Uh, Titans are two and three. You want, the Titans are one of the toughest teams in football. I think the Ravens win that game on the road. They're a four-point favorite. Commanders at the Falcons. I look at this game, the Commanders at the Falcons, and I'm wondering if Riverboat Ron is on his way out. I think if he loses this game to the Falcons to go to 2-4, and four, the Wolves will be at the door for Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, two coaches I like a lot. I think they're tremendous men, uh, men of high faith, great leaders in their community, but... They got new ownership. Magic Johnson's already tweeted. You see Magic Johnson's tweet after their loss, saying they wouldn't come out with any energy or passion. That's because Magic is one of the greatest champions in the history of sports, and he threw shade at the team he just bought. So those coaches, no one's safe there. Vikings, Bears. That'll be interesting to see here. I think the Vikings are one of the greatest one in four teams in NFL history. Yeah, you know good the Vikings are, and they're one in four. They can't catch a break. Raider Nation, you got an extra win. Over the Vikings and the Bears, the Bears are coming up here in two weeks. Seahawks-Bengals is a really good game. Cincinnati a two-and-a-half point favorite in that contest. Seahawks looked amazing on the road when they pummeled the Giants. 49ers and the Browns. The 49ers are 5-0, and and the Browns are 2-2. and Now, because of the health status of Deshaun Watson... If Deshaun Watson was completely healthy, I would have picked them to win the game. This was my upset special. This was no doubt the upset pick that I was going to make. Niners coming off the letdown of beating the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody telling them how great they are. Have to go to Cleveland. I thought they lose, but their quarterbacks hurt. And I think the 49ers are going to take advantage of that. Panthers and the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins will win to go to 5-1. and one. They're a 13.5-point favorite in that game. 13.5 points. Colts are at the Jaguars. Actually a really good game here. Both teams are 3-2. and two. Uh, Richardson's going to be out four to eight weeks. Gardner Minshew, the quarterback there, he's a winner. I think Jacksonville's the better team at home. Derek Carr and the Saints, 3-2 and two at the Texans, 2-3. and three. You asked me a month ago, I think the Texans roll over. The game's at home. Derek's not playing well this year. Jimmy G's not playing well this year. I'm going to give the Saints the edge here. I just think they're the better roster and better football team, but I wouldn't be surprised if that Texans defense made it difficult on Carr. New Orleans is favored by one and a half on the road. I think they win a very tough, tough game. Vegas favored two and a half over the Patriots, working for the team. I can't pick that game. I'll pass. Cardinals and the Rams. Cardinals one and four at the Rams, two and three. Cooper Cup is back. I like the Rams here to get the three and three. Get their fans back in. They're a seven point favorite in this game. I think they win, but they will not cover the spread. The Eagles get to play the Jets. Mateo, when this schedule came out, it was Aaron Rodgers at home against Jalen Hurts. Unbelievable. We don't get a chance to see that. All right, very quickly, we get a chance to talk to one of the premier insiders in all of New England. BostonSportsJournal.com. Greg Bedard joins us. Greg, thanks for a few minutes. And I can't imagine since we talked last year and I've had you on the show that the Patriots could be in this much trouble. What do you think is their biggest cause for concern?
6: Uh, Well, good question. Well, it's obviously the offense. And uh, I would start with the offensive line. It's just been constantly in flux since the beginning of training camp. I mean, Cole Strange, their first-round guard uh, a couple years ago, um, got hurt like the second day of camp and uh, came back in the lineup, wasn't effective. He's hurt again. Um, Michael Wenu didn't practice all summer. Their right guard who's normally excellent. He's been bad at battling an ankle injury, and, and right tackle's been a disaster. And uh, so they haven't had any offensive line. They haven't been able to run the ball, pass protect, and that's been the root of most of their issues.
1: Uh, Greg, the, the Raiders from a distance, they haven't scored 20 points. You know Josh McDaniels well. You've covered him. What do you think the problem is with the Raiders? Because the defense seems to be the strength of the team all of a sudden.
6: Yeah, which is a big surprise. I mean,
1: from what I see on film,
6: there's a couple of things with the Raiders. I would say the biggest thing is um, Jimmy doesn't look comfortable yet in this scheme. And I know he was in it, but he was gone for a while from it. That takes time. I mean, normally, I mean, even coming in this year with the Patriots, Bill O'Brien being back, I told people it's probably going to take about the middle of the year before – Everybody feels comfortable with what's going on, and I see that the same way with the Raiders. I mean, it's a, you know it's tough for a quarterback to come into a new system, and yeah, he's familiar with it, but I just I, he's a little anxious, and I think that'll that'll settle down. I think he'll be better. I think there's been some issues on the offensive line. Um, don't love Van Roten at right guard. Mm-hmm. Parham has been okay. The two guards have been weaker spots. They're just not very physical up front. Mm-hmm. And you know, I did see for the first time last week. I did see Josh Jacobs. Starting to look like Josh Jacobs of old. Um, I didn't think he came into camp or after his holdout in the best shape, and but I do think last week he showed glimpses of uh, the Josh Jacobs that we're used to, and you know that's a good sign for the Raiders.
1: Greg Bedard, last one, Greg. We only had a few minutes. You're I feel, it feels like it's a make-or-break game to me. The Raiders cannot afford to lose one game out of their next four out of five, maybe at Detroit. They play the wow. Patriots, the Bears, the Giants, and the Jets who are in the tank, and the only team that's really playing well is Detroit. And for the Patriots, I can't imagine them coming to Vegas. If they get beat and get beat by more than a score, more than 7 to 10 points, I can't see how they recover. It feels like a do-or-die game for me, does it for you?
6: Yeah, for sure. I mean, at least the Raiders, you know, won last week against the Packers. So, you know, I was looking at the prospect of both Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick going against each other to save their jobs. Um, I think uh, Josh bought himself some time. Yeah, I mean, this is – it's amazing how crucial this game is uh, to both teams. And they're both, you know, very similar where they are right now. I mean, I just like the Raiders a little bit more being at home. But also – you know, their their defense is just a little bit faster. They create turnovers, obviously, Max Max, and uh, the Patriots can't block anybody over a right tackle. So uh, I don't know what they're going to do against Max. So I, I like the Raiders' chances of causing some turnovers, and the Patriots mm. are just – I mean, Mac Jones is lost at this point. I look for them to be very wow. simple on offense. They're going to run the ball, play action, simple plays, just to get him settled down. Mm-hmm.
1: Craig, got to run. Appreciate you checking in. means a lot. Thank you so much. Anytime, buddy. Thank you. And you got a Greg Bedard, great insider. You hear what he knows on the Raiders, little on the Patriots, but he was at his daughter's soccer game, and he got back to me. Always appreciate that. Mateo, great job. Always a pleasure working with you. Bobby, back in the studio. All the guests we had from Shriners, want to thank them very much. Hey, Google Shriners, everybody, and learn about them. Make a donation. It goes to an un- unbelievable worthy cause. Honored to be out here today. I'm going to enjoy the weather and some golf. See you back here tomorrow, everyone.
2: Thanks, guys.